Avery Than, Talk CDL. Hey, Troy. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> hey, you know what? It's New Year's Eve. We're actually recording on, what is today, 31st of January? Uh-huh. No, no, it's December. Or December, rather. Um, but anyways, and then tomorrow's the first. Tonight will be. That's how it goes. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just realized that. I didn't even realize. I was out hunting all morning, didn't get a deer, and now here we are in the, in the studio doing a, a podcast, and then I'm going back out hunting, and uh, then tonight we'll, we'll actually be live, but they won't know that because this will be out after we're live, so it's kind of redundant. Anyways, um, I wanted to mention something before we get started. Uh, we have that new Facebook group called Talk CDL Trucking Podcast Group. Unbelievably, we're up to like 3,400 people already. So um, I didn't... They like you. They really do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't mean it that way. (laughs) Most people don't like me, but... I know, right? (laughs) But I mean, sincerely, um, this group is growing. And what's really cool about the group... You know, when you when you make a page or a group on Facebook, you never know how it's going to go, right? Right. Well, we got this one guy, and other people are doing it too now. They're posting, like, emergencies. like. Well, that's what it was for. It was for us. No, it wasn't for just for that. No, I'm saying it was for the drivers to be able to communicate up-to-date information like that too. Right. Well, they're doing great at it. Um, it was this one guy, Peter. And he's doing awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's posting, like, road closures. Um, where accidents happen and uh, interstate shut down, all kind of emergencies. And everybody's liking it. Everybody's like, awesome, this is great. Because you know what? When you're a member to that, you're getting information right away mm-hmm. as it's coming in. Mm-hmm. And these guys are going down the road, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're getting a, they're getting a notice. Mm-hmm. And then they you know, they may get warned, hey, we better make a different route here. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely doing well. Eugenia posts a lot of stuff, too, as far as different stuff that's in her area that she spots, too. So, I mean, we all try and contribute. You know, I don't contribute that much of important information at all. But, you know, we do we do, do stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, so if anybody's, you know, wishing to join, it, you can join. It's, yeah, join it, it. In fact, we have it on automatic approval, so... Go ahead and find Talk CDL Trucking Podcast group mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, post, please bring your posts. If you got a video or uh, something on the road or you got some kind of a situation that's going to affect truck drivers, put that post on there and warn our brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it clean. All know? right. Don't don't be trash talking in there. So today, Ruthann, on Talk CDL, we've got a, I came across this article. It was actually going to be about something else. And in reading this article, I found another article and I thought this is really interesting stuff. And it's titled some safety violations can turn into misdemeanor or felony convictions. Mm. And, and, and this lawyer wrote this, um, uh, article up and I'll, I'll give his name out here in a second, but he wrote this article up how a lot of drivers, think certain things that they're doing are just, ah, what's the big deal? I'll falsify or do this or doing that. Even on, on employment applications, everything can turn into a felony. And believe it or not, it's not as uncommon to be convicted of a violation like this in trucking than you think. I mean, it's not common, but it's not as uncommon as you would think. 
I, I, I got what you're saying. Instead of being like practically no convictions at all, there's more convictions than you actually think for something that you would think is a minor thing. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like there's certain things you do every day in your life, right? Where, like, and I'm just trying to think of an example in everyday life where Me you getting might, up sometimes can be a felony. Yeah, yeah, you getting up is a felony. But, but, <laughs> but no, seriously, think about it. There's certain things that people do, right, where they don't think, oh, I'm going to get caught. Or like maybe they lie on their taxes or just something that's very common. You know, I'll give you another example. Somebody might go in, in the grocery store and pick up a thing of grapes and sample one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, that's common. I know it's very common, but, yeah. you know, okay, let me, you know, here's the grapes. You know, and if I'm being honest, I think you should be able to pluck a grape off and taste it. Why? Because so half the times you buy a, a, a bunch of grapes, sometimes you get them home, you're going, these things suck. They're not sweet. They're mm-hmm. kind of flat. But anyways, that is stealing. And a lot of people take it for granted that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and sample a grape. You know what I mean? Without being told I can or a piece of fruit or whatever that's opened in the store. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. So this stuff here in trucking, a lot of drivers and he even the lawyer even said, well, I get truckers nonchalantly just saying, well, why is that such a big deal if I do this? And I, I don't, I don't, don't want to name them just yeah, yet. You're building it up, but don't give it away just yet. Yeah. And so bottom line is. You know, it's a lot of common things that every, probably a lot of people do, and they don't realize that someday the crap can hit the fan. Plus, other things we've got today. A um, couple articles I want to talk about. The trucker that was sentenced to 110 years, it was mm-hmm. reduced. We're going to go over that in a second. Um, the uh, A truck driver in North Dakota um, wrecked in a ditch. And you know how cold it is in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. He stayed there for two days with his truck, waiting for a tow truck. It almost sounds, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Deceiving the title of that. Because wait till you hear the actual article. And uh, another article I came across, really sad story. A trucker was on the side of the road, didn't have his lights on, or his trailer lights weren't working. Pulled out uh, a father and his two kids. Rear-ended him. Dad died. The 12-year-old also died. And we'll get into that. And I think we got something else here. Um, Believe it or not, a trucker recently was carjacked. Okay. I should say semi-jacked. I was going to say carjacked. If he was a trucker, was he with his truck? He was semi-jacked by a criminal that had murdered a cop and forced him to go while he robbed um, a place. And we'll get into that. And maybe a few more things. Plus, you got the joke of the day and... The word of the day from mm-hmm. Word Genius. I also got a pretty interesting fact. So you got, oh, Ruthann's got some fun facts today. Are they mm-hmm. trucker facts or are you just kind of bringing in a little sunshine? No, this is just bringing in some sunshine. Some sunshine into yeah. trucking. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, how about we mention our sponsor? You wanted to mention. I want to mention J.J. Keller right now. J.J. Keller right. is the, you My, call him the trucker secretary? Yes, they are the trucker secretary. And on the note that you were talking about with the lawyer, I thought, well, this is really good because, you know, J.J. Keller can help keep you on track also when it comes to your filings and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're an owner-operator, you're wanting to become an owner-operator, or even if you're a small fleet owner, call J.J. Keller at 888-601-2017. These people are literally like having a secretary in your back pocket. They'll keep you organized. They'll have all the paperwork you filed. And at the end of the year, guess what? You're not biting your nails going, oh, we didn't get that stuff done. And they are 
the cheapest secretary you'll ever hire. That's for sure. All right. You know, unless you have me and are free, like Troy. So anyways. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and well, let's talk about this um, article that okay. we came across about with this lawyer. All righty. And again, the title is Some Safety Violations Can Turn Into Misdemeanor or Felony Convictions. And I thought it was a great article. Um, here it is. I'll read it to you, and then we'll kind of go back over it, all right? All right. The lawyer's name, Ruthann, is Paul Taylor. That's a pretty easy name to remember. Pretty easy, Mr. Taylor. And he's actually a big trucker advocate, and he actually will leave his phone number. I'm going to leave that phone number in here. Um, it says, some safety violations can turn into misdemeanor or felony convictions. Now, listen to this. He writes, many drivers assume that the only risk they have in violating a federal motor carrier safety, re- safety regulation is being placed out of uh, service by an enforcement officer and getting a mark on their CSA score. And he says, actually, there are numerous criminal criminal penalties you can incur for violation for violating those regs. Now, listen to this. What he just said was, and I agree with him. Most truck drivers believe that most of the stuff that we do in trucking that are wrong. What's the worst going to happen? Well, I'm going to get it stuck in and out of service for a few hours. That's it. Or a 24-hour out of service. Or maybe a fine. A couple points on my CSA. Yeah, got a couple of violations but on I my But I really want to get this done or... Yeah, got the point. Yeah, exactly. So here's what he says. He says, felony criminal prosecution of drivers and carriers for violating for violations of commercial vehicle safety laws or regulations is rare. Remember we said that earlier. Mm-hmm. This is actually rare to be prosecuted. He says, but not as uncommon as one might think. Typically, they arise after. He says, this is when you see the more fed, you know, the felonies coming into uh, uh, getting a truck driver, a company, when a fatal uh, commercial uh, wreck happens. He said that usually uh, leads to an investigation by law enforcement or an FMCSA compliance review. He says, less frequently, prosecutions come about after a compliance review where widespread log falsification is found and management is f- facilitating the log falsification. Yeah, so it's the company's the company's management facilitating it. Well, and he's going to go over that here in a second, but if you think about cuz and he mentions the ELDs. If you look at the way companies and drivers falsify ELDs, it's different today. Okay, we don't have two log books. Me, personally, if you want the truth, you know what I used to do. I'd wait till the next morning to fill my log out, and then I would just make it to what it matched where I was at, you know, and I just took a chance and never got pulled around. It was probably stupid of me. I was a young driver. He says, here are some key areas where criminal penalties can come into play. Falsification of logs and other documents. He says, granted, this is much harder now that most long-haul drivers operate with ELD uh, devices. He says, but there are practices such as choosing a false duty status or even disconnecting the ELD that constitutes for log falsification. You hear what he said? Like if you just go ahead and put on duty or off duty when you're really not and they figure it out, that's falsification of your log. He said also, if you disconnect it. Some drivers will disconnect their ELD 
and then go wink, wink. I had a problem with my log. I had to use my paper log and then just go ahead and, you know, run a paper log for a little bit and falsify that. It's a lot easier to do. He's saying this really can come. You can end up be getting a felony from this by falsifying because this is really federal. When you're a truck driver, you're under federal law. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's making sense. It's making sense to me. Okay, and this is what he's getting at. He says, drivers often ask me uh, rhetorically, where is the crime in falsifying a logbook? What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are you getting? Why are you getting so uptight about it there, Mr. DLT officer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. That's what they sound. That's that's what a lot of guys think. Like, what's the big deal? You guy, guy, keep your shirt on. You know. But it says the simple answer is that it's it's a federal felony. It it's federal, and that goes for any other document required by the FMCSA, the U.S. Criminal Code Section 18 U.S.C. 1001 says it's a felony. When an individual makes, okay, when an individual makes or uses any false writing or document knowing the same to contain any materially false, fictitious, or fr a fraudulent statement or entry, this crime is punishable by up to five years in prison. Wow. No, I didn't expect that one. Exactly. <laughs> See what, and what he's saying here is if they want to make an example out of you, like, the DOT, they can, the feds can prosecute you if, if, if they, especially if a company is getting multiple violations and they see these drivers doing it, they can say, let's make an example out of these guys. And, and he's saying, this has happened before. It's, it's, this is not, it's un, it's, he said it's rare, but it's not uncommon, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. it, like you said, it happens more than we actually believe it does. Well, I could see him wanting to make the, them, hitting a point where they're going to make an example out of you because of the fact that you're you're leading to have an issue larger down the road because you're not correcting it now. You know what I mean? I, I Absolutely. Now, here's what he says. He says, when a driver records personal conveyance. Get it? Now we're getting into that. He says, when a driver records personal conveyance on his log, while the vehicle is actually being used in the service of a carrier, it's a felony. A lot of drivers don't realize that. Like, yeah. a, And a lot of companies, believe it or not, especially your 1099 companies, those guys are smaller. They think, ah, we're flying under the radar, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, driver. Use your personal conveyance to get there. To, and, and you're not supposed to even... I don't think you're even supposed to advance towards the load. You have to go back the other way for your personal conveyance, believe it or not. They don't want you going closer to it because it's an excuse then to always use your personal conveyance to get closer. But I could have sworn I heard someone telling me that their company used to tell them to do that all the time yeah. because they made the driver think that it was up to the company to allow them to use that or something to that effect. Yeah, I think a lot of drivers don't totally understand the conveyance. And I don't, I think some companies that are smaller that maybe don't have like a safety department are probably not realizing. But this is specifically saying when you do this, that is a felony. You mm -hmm. can go to prison for this. Believe it or not, even though it's rare, 
you're still taking a chance. Right. He says intentionally falsifying a vehicle inspection report or employment history on a commercial driver employment application is also a felony. So now the vehicle. We got a lot of felons out there. Right. So <laughs> so if you're an owner operator or whatever and you falsify a report on your vehicle. Okay. An inspection. See, that's not cool. That's not cool, especially if you got brakes out of service. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not cool because you're chancing, you know, really you're chancing your life and other people's lives when you falsify certain things. Well, like think that. about it, right? Okay, let's say I, I'm a guy, then I have a truck, right? You are a guy. Yeah, and I, have, a and I have a big truck, all right? I have a little truck now. But let's say I got a big truck. Okay. And, and, and the brakes are not up to par, and I falsify it. That's or I even not, get a shop no. to falsify it. That's not, I don't like that. Well, then I go get into an accident. Right. And then they start doing the paper trail. Right. And they go, hey, you recently said that your brakes were good. And guess what? We're looking at these brakes and they're no good. And you killed somebody. Now you're going to prison. Yeah, especially if you sat there and used the brakes as your excuse. Yeah. For a couple dollar job, you went, or maybe to save time, you went and falsified. But... More interesting to me was the employment one because let me tell you something. I've been in every department in trucking, yeah. and that is the big one. It e is. Everybody knows that truckers, honestly, the employment application is 95% bogus. And a lot of these guys, they have their, their employment history on 10th Street, mm -hmm. on, and, and a lot of that is bogus. Mm -hmm. You know, um, these guys, they'll put down they were at Joe Blow's trucking company, and they were never there. Right, you just know? to get that, that gap filled. Or what they'll do is they'll go, well, yeah, I think I was there about three and a half years. And if everybody knows, if you're in the recruiting department, everybody knows when a trucker says, I've been there a year, it means you were there two months. Yep. I'm serious. It's the truth. It's, it's, like, it's like guys lie about size. <laughs> the fish was this big, right? I caught, I caught this big fish. But the bottom line is, that's a felony. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I guess that's one of those situations where it's kind of, eh, you know, I can understand to a point, so but what, what, you know, you're saying it the way they say, like yeah, you said, what's they the were harm if you, exactly. but I do understand it. If you're, if you are trying to pull more experience, so you're saying, Hey, Troy, verify that I was with you. You know, you got a DOT number, you know, whatever, you know, I can understand to the point to where you are, you're trying to get that experience or Hey, I drove, I know I drove local, but tell him I did over the road because I need to, I need this job. It's all need, a felony. And that's what I'm saying. I can understand why they're doing it, but I don't agree on why they're doing it is what I'm trying to point out because that experience is very important because of the fact that if you don't have it, you shouldn't be out there solo doing it because if there's a situation that comes up that you haven't been presented to because you weren't in that over-the-road experience to do it, then you're chancing yet again other people's lives. And I don't think what drivers are probably like saying, Rithian, just shut up with the other people's life stuff or whatever it is. No, I don't think they're saying that. Well, some might. That I get annoying to people. I understand that. But what I'm thinking of is that's what's giving drivers the bad names because there's too many people out there that don't care enough about what all is the whole big picture. You know what I mean? There's a lot of drivers out there that that do value what they do. They take a lot of, I don't like the word pride, but they take a lot of respect in what they're doing. They dress 
great they do all this like they they really value what their job is then you have the drivers that don't and they don't look at it in the same picture and they're the ones that are given the drivers that are really being respectful to what they do that bad name so you have the drivers that sample the grape in the store Hey, I sample grapes, so I'm not saying anything on well, that I'm one. Just, I'm just saying it's <laughs> the same exact that, thing. Like you just yeah. said, I mean, and, and most people don't think about that because I could tell you the way the regulations are on an employment application. You have to collect three years. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this. You have to collect three years and make three attempts on each employer. Yep. That's what it says in, in the yep. rules. You have to make three attempts to contact them and verify the trucker was there. Right. But the truck driver, when he comes in, he has to supply actually a 10-year work history. Right. That has to be on hand. So a company's obligated to check out three. I'm sorry. They're obligated to make three attempts on each employ- employee. For three years. For, th- the, for the past three years. Mm-hmm. But a truck driver has to supply an entire 10 years. So... I can't remember where I was. Well, I know where I was nine years ago, but in most places, most people, they don't remember where the hell they were. So they just start saying, yeah, I was here for four years. I was here for three years. And just to fill in that gap and that they're saying, and like exactly what you're saying, what's the harm? Well, the harm is it's technically a law and it's it's a felony. It's a federal law. And, and a lot of people don't realize that someday you can get caught up in a big what they call a sweep where they're trying to make an example out of a company and they pull you in and they give you at the very least a big ass fine. Okay. Something that you don't want no matter what it is. Or they give you say a felony. Maybe they give you a felony, but they say no time. You're not going to do any time, but you get a felony. Well, guess what? Now you got a fresh felony and nobody wants to hire you. Because it's not going to retroactive back to, you know. And I know a lot of people, they go, I'll just get the felony expunged. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. In in my lifetime in trucking, everybody that's ever said they were getting an expungement, I've never met a trucker ever that got the felony actually expunged. It's almost like. I thought there was one and it was something to do with his brother. I don't know. It, it was it was a, it was an identity thing where they actually have the proof that the brother was the one that causing the identity issue. I don't remember honestly if if there was an expungement. It's very rare in like it extremely thirty rare. years of trucking. It's trust ex- me, extremely yeah. difficult. And and let's put it this way: even if you get it expunged, do you know how much trouble you still have to do? It's it's explaining yourself every single time. Right. So bottom line, guys, and even say he even um, Paul even goes on to say, do your best, honestly. Do your best to be accurate and keep record of it. And ladies, you know, we got a lot of wives that listen to the show, Ruthann. Keep records for your husband. Mm-hmm. You know, do your diligent. Wives know more than the husbands do 90% of the they, time. They really, I'm not saying every because we do have, Yeah, you but know, mostly you're right. But mostly the wives do because they have to do, they're the ones doing the paperwork well, at home. you always remembered my stuff, I mean, yeah. honestly. Okay, so anyway, so here's what he says. Other violations and regs are this. He says, although the criminal code provides... Uh, criminal penalties, the FMCSRs do not, but that doesn't mean a loophole for truckers or carriers. Most states have provisions in their state, criminal or traffic codes, that can make it a crime, usually a misdemeanor, to violate the FMCSR. A misdemeanor is punishable by up to 90 days confinement and fine, the amount of which is set by each state. The out-of-service criteria have no bearing on whether a state treats a violation as a misdemeanor or not. Furthermore, 
for a violation typically treated as a misdemeanor, there is nothing to prevent prosecution of it as a felony under the criminal code. So I guess what they were saying is um, the criminal code provides penalties for them. And, and so there are certain things that are just misdemeanor where you're not going to get a lot of trouble. But bottom line is misdemeanor or felony. It's still on your record. Right. It's the, on your permanent record. Right. The falsification of an application is a felony, like it says, the the disconnecting of a log or an ELD is a felony. If you're a trucking company and you're fixing your driver's logs, that's a felony. So not only can you be shut down, but you could also go to prison. There's many things that we take for granted, and it's very rare. You don't hear about it much, but it doesn't mean they're not going to start ramping up and tightening the grip on people. My advice, just be honest on your on your paperwork. Yeah. I mean, a company would rather know that you went to five different orientations this past year and didn't stay at any of them. They'd rather you know that than pull it up in your paperwork and, and DAC shows it that you've been to these five different orientations. And they're like, well, what about these companies? Start off on the right foot because then the company will stick behind you more. If they already know that you lie about too much stuff, if they end up hiring you, then they don't have that trust in you. I mean, he goes in and I'm going to, I'm going to, link the article in here. He goes into other things like coercion in hiring a lumper, um, bumping weights of household goods. Um, he goes into like other things that you, you know, you could, uh, get in trouble for. And his name is Paul O. Taylor. And I want to leave his phone number on the podcast cause he puts it on this article. The article came from overdrive. Um, and if you want to read the rest of the article, head on over to Overdrive Online and read that. And his Paul's number, if you got any questions for real about the anything legal or not, this guy, it says he's been representing truck drivers for over 25 years. So this guy's one of us, okay? Paul's not looking, he's not putting this article out there to, to upset people. He's actually trying to help you guys mm-hmm. make better decisions in your lives. His number is 855-943-3518 and you can find him at truckersjusticecenter.com. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So, Ruthann, how about LoadSmart? LoadSmart. Um, they have that cam- the Camion break-even break calculator. Yes, and if you're an owner-operator or a lease-purchase driver, it's free. That's all I can tell you. It's free, free, free. I know a lot of people are downloading it, Ruthann, and what's really cool, it's called the break-even calculator. You download this, you plug in the the stuff, it integrates with your ELDs and everything, Everything. all your stuff in your computer, in your truck, and it will tell you if you're making money, and it'll tell you, that you might be losing money. Right. I mean, a lot of drivers think right now, Ruthen, because we're in good times and the rates are real high. Who cares? We're making money. Well, you might be able to save a, a, a very significant amount just by, you know, keeping a strict, tight watch on your business with this calculator. Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. That's Camion dot I-O forward slash Talk CDL. I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash Talk CDL. I left out the dot. I had to say it again. I think you got the dot. Did I get the dot? All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So the talk of the last two weeks, Ruthann, was the trucker 
okay, that uh, had the fatal... justice. Well, he had the fatal crash in Mm -hmm. Colorado in 2019, killed four people, negligence for sure, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Shouldn't have been there, probably didn't have the experience where he should have been, and... And we all thought, well, he just panicked. He didn't mean, he obviously did not mean her. In fact, that was a smack in all truckers' face. Mm-hmm. A 110 year sentence. Every, every trucker in the world's going, you know what? That could happen to me. Mm-hmm. What if I make a mistake? And I mean, plus his brakes went out, but the mistake was he didn't take the off ramp, you know, the, the right, off ramp right. to where he could have saved himself and people. Well, again, I'll say this the guy was going down a mountain, the truck probably was getting louder and the last thing he was doing was looking where he can get off the road he was trying to get the he's trying to slow it down he's pushing down and he's holding on tight and next thing you know it's just honestly uh a nightmare and people get killed well anyways they gave him the 110 cent uh, 110 year sentence this week it was commuted yes down to 10 years and i'll read it here for you in a second i got this this one's i think from cdl life um, it was on a couple of different, yeah, it, was it was on, on 48, every, it was 48. Yeah. yeah. But I'm crediting CDL life. But anyway, so it got commuted down to 10 years. And then it, at the end it says with, he is eligible for probation in 2026. So in 2026, which is only three years from now, he actually will probably get out of prison, which is good. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he's learned a, a, a very tragic lesson. But he's learned it, I'm sure. I mean, you could see when you see the, the photos of him, you can see that he's, you know, he, he was troubled over the whole situation. I mean, I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like he was too arrogant and not thinking of anything. He, he looked like he was troubled over the whole thing. Oh, my. Did you see the, his yeah, face? His looked face. like a little boy crying, and, and it was sincere. I mean that. That's you can what look I mean. at some it's, people and go, that's crocodile tears, which mm-hmm. means fake. That guy was sincere. He, he absolutely was like, I had an accident. I'm sorry. It, it he was wasn't like, drunk. He wasn't impaired. Yes, he didn't do the right thing and take the runoff ramp, and that's really what they got him on. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is he panicked, okay? guys and everybody's and, outcry helped him yeah and i even said 10 to 15 years max mm-hmm. they brought him down to 10 and now he's lord willing he's gonna be out in three okay um it says his name was rogel aguilera medeiros and then there's a little thing here it says mr medeiros will be forever grateful for the millions of people that supported him you know over five million people signed that petition that's amazing. It is amazing because it was an outrage, like you said. And you know what I really thought was amazing? Their resentencing hearing was supposed to be on the 13th of January. They got that much pressure from the trucking industry and other people in the industry that the, the judge went and he sent the guy a letter and said, um, let me see here if I, if I have I don't think it. it was the judge. I think it was the governor. Or, or the governor, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. You're right. Governor Jared... Polis announced the, the commutation or the commuting of Rogel Aguilera Medeiros sentencing Thursday. I am writing to inform you that I am granting your application for a commutation or com- commutation, however you pronounce that, Polis wrote. After learning about the highly atypical and unjust sentence in your case, 
I am commuting your sentence to 10 years, granting you parole eligibility on December 30th of 2026. And I'm going to tell you something. The the prosecutors, they're also, um, remember they, they, they were celebrating and they had like a break shoe trophy and they mm-hmm, were high-fying mm-hmm. over the conviction. Nasty. Well, well, they went and sent a letter also to the governor saying, Hey, you know, that's 110 is a little much. Let's drop it to 30 to 35 years. And I'm thinking, that's still too much. Mm-hmm. 30 to 30. Oh, gee, how generous of you. The poor guy will be an old man over an accident. Okay. I could see if he was DUI. But, yeah. Uh, the DUIs are the ones that get off cheap. He's the one that, that did it. Yeah. I mean, there's people that get DUIs. We read a couple of them last week, mm-hmm. but I remember uh, one in Tampa that was drunk. He wrecked, and his passenger, which was his best friend, got killed. He got 15 years, mm-hmm. and he was DUI. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. It was not just DUI. He was, like, driving ridiculous. Like, it was a lot. Well, whatever. Bro- but, he was but, racing and stuff. Like, there yeah, was a lot right. more to raised, it. Yeah, it wasn't was. just that he was drunk driving down the road. He was, like. Drunk and racing, you're right. Yeah. Um, and he got 15 years. It's crazy. So, anyways, this at least the governor, give him credit, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. That he 100% what did what? Seen the injustice like right. he said. This is crazy. My gosh, that's insane. I say praise the Lord for that. Exactly. But he not only seen the injustice that the driver got, but he might have already seen because there was already companies and drivers saying, we're not going to go into the state. We're avoiding them. We're not even going to go in there. He might have realized, hey, we're about to have some other serious issues. Not only do we have a lot of problems with COVID coming through to us right now, but we're about to have a few more other issues because we're going to get boycotted because of the, the, our outdated law. So he was, he's, he's pretty smart in that whole situation there, too. Yeah, bottom line, it turned out good for this truck driver. But you know what? He probably aged 110 years when he was told, you're staying in prison for the rest of your life. I mean, I, yeah. I, it, that, just imagine the anxiety that kid was going through. Again, listen, I'm not taking anything away from the victims that were their, their families, oh, lost yeah, people. No. It's still horrible there's that still it all a, happened. There's still a punishment, seriously, in that case that should be when, when, you, when you have negligence that it's, it's no different than that, kid, that cop, Kim Potter. She's going to prison because either way they said she still had negligence. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that because I think that was unjust also, but I'm not going to get into that case of the, the officer but the bottom line is negligence is negligence. Right. You can't just go, whoops, I killed somebody. And, you know, people get in car accidents all the time and nobody goes to jail. Mm-hmm. All right. It's it's literally the word accident. Right. So, it's There's a reason for it. Moving on. You know, Carter Lumber is a great company to work for. Yeah, we just did an interview with them. Yes. Carter Lumber. I want to give their address real quick. www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. It's like this little tiny short form you fill out and they contact you and hire you. If you have a class A or a class B license and you want to be home every day, local plus benefits, contact Carter Lumber, carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Lay it on me. What else do you got there, Bubba? Bubba? Okay. Bubba? So let me see where, where we're at on time here. Okay, we're good. So here's one here. It says, trucker stays with stuck rig for two days awaiting a tow. That just, 
Tell me the rest of the story. Well, I know at first you're going, man, he's a dedicated guy. It says the truck driver chose to stay with his rig for two whole days while he awaited for a tow after getting stuck in a ditch in North Dakota. And, of course, this time of the year, North Dakota, being in a ditch, that's chilly. I believe he had a bunk heater or an APU going because there's no way you're going to survive in a truck. You know, inside a vehicle actually gets colder than being outside. Did you know that? When It's, not, it's the truth. It's proven. When you're inside a metal can like that, Right. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't have um, heat on the inside, and by the way, they say a candle actually will provide heat in a little closed area like that. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, it'll mm-hmm. bring the temperature up. But the bottom line is if you don't have a heater going and you stay in that vehicle, you're actually going to be colder than it, the temperatures are recorded colder on the inside. Mm-hmm. It says the truck driver lost control and went into a ditch on the morning of Sunday, December 26th and was not towed out till the afternoon of the 28th. So that was like two, two and a half days. According to the, the uh, news, uh, Dakota, the truck driver and his rig were stuck on North Dakota Highway 32 near mile marker 65 in Fingal, F-I-N-G-A-L. Multiple Barnes County officers say they made contact with the trucker um, on Sunday who uh, has not been named, but that driver chose to stay in the cab until the tow truck came. The truck driver then contacted the Barnes County dispatch on Monday to say, he needed fuel. So he obviously had heat because he ran out of fuel. Mm-hmm. And a small tow truck was sent to his location to fuel him up. During that encounter, the truck driver offered, the tow truck driver rather, offered to help the trucker find a place to stay. But again, the driver chose to remain in his tractor. Now listen, the truck driver then contacted Barnes County Dispatch again on Tuesday morning to check in, but once again chose to stay with his truck. A large tow truck finally was able to arrive later that day and get the rig out of the ditch. Officers say that communicating with the trucker was difficult due to a language barrier. Mm. But the uh, he says, but that police had been in contact with the trucker's dispatcher, who assured the police that they had been in contact with the trucker and that he was doing fine. So. Again, I'm going to say this, okay? I'm pretty sure that in the DOT handbook, when you get a CDL, it says you must be able to read and write English language. All right, You must be able to read it, and you must be able to speak it. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting people down that can't speak it. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know where all this is going. Uh, okay, you know, you, you know, my my Spanish brothers out there, or my well, he could have been my anything. brothers from uh, the Middle East, or my brothers from Asia. Okay, in all honesty, all right, we're, we're supposed to understand the language because how are we going to read the road signs? Okay, yeah, it could have been it could have been something. How are we reading like all the some some low road signs in certain areas aren't as common as others? Yes, I know you can understand what the word stop means. It's a pretty obvious sign. But if you if if you're stuck. What if the guy would have honestly not had a phone? Yeah. Or what if you know? What if the guy wouldn't have had a heater and he just didn't understand them telling him, "Hey, uh, we you should go to a hotel. Let's let us take you to a hotel." The guy could have died. Yeah, he could have. Right. So all I'm saying is that's a little crazy 
Um, again, I'm not putting anybody down. I don't need people writing in calling me a racist because I'm far from it. But I'm just addressing the white elephant. You know, if you're in the United States, you, we need to be able to speak English language because of communication. That's a perfect example why you need to speak yeah, English. Emergency situations. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Um, there's a lot of apps now that teach you different languages. I've been wanting to learn French myself. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Moving on. You got a sponsor for us today? I do. What's their name? National Carrier. National Carrier's awesome company. Mm -hmm. Got one to three-year-old T680s looking for lease purchase drivers. They'll even take some student company drivers. They got regional runs, and you can contact them at 888-311-7076. Drivers, pick up the phone, call NCI or National Carrier's at 888-311-7076. Tell them that Toxidale sent you. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Um, okay. We mentioned this earlier in the in the intro. Trailer did not have lights on prior to fatal crash with family car. Witnesses say, "This is a very horrible story." Sounds it. This is a very very horrible story. This was in uh, CDL Life. Uh, you can read the whole story. I'll read part of it. It says two were killed in a crash with a semi truck. Uh, south of Utah, Arizona border on Wednesday night. The accident happened on December 29th in Mojave County on southbound Interstate 15 just before 10 p.m. According to St. George, Utah News, the four-wheeler crashed into the back of a semi-truck, wedging the car partially beneath the pictures, horrible, uh, beneath the trailer and trapping three occupants, a father and his two children, inside the vehicle. I said the father... Bottom line, let me tell you this. Bottom line was this. The... Father was killed instantly. The child, the 12-year-old boy, they were both alive. But when they, and this is the sad part, when they took the pressure off them and they got the car apart, mm -hmm. he stopped breathing. Yeah, he exploded and then, inside. And I don't, I don't know if that was the case. But the bottom line, he stopped breathing. They tried to rush him to the hospital. He died. So now you got this poor 11-year-old girl. Can you imagine the trauma that girl's going through? Mm. But really the bottom line with this is this. It said there was a couple other witnesses swerved to miss the trucker. He pulled out, and it said by the time he realized the lights weren't working or weren't on, okay, it was too late, all right, because he was obviously pulled out very slow. He was probably fully loaded, and you're not going to pull a, a semi-truck out real fast. It doesn't happen that way, if, if, especially if you're on an interstate and everybody else is, if it's 70 mile an hour, what's everybody doing probably, 80? Mm -hmm. So bottom line is... Somebody's in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Ruth Ann, how many times have we been going down the highway and I said to you, look at that guy. You can't, you can't even see him until you get up on him. Right. And a lot of times it's some, again, if you're out there and you got a little utility trailer you pull, okay, that's the most common thing to not have lights. It's, 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 some of them, I notice when you get up there, the lights are really dim because there's like mud and, mm -hmm. and stuff caked around it, or there's something flapping right by it. So, so you can't see it because it's, it's like flickering because something's flapping around it. You know, that's just honestly for you to see out the front of your car, you make sure your headlights are clean. Make sure your back are too. Well, here's the other thing, you know, like. They'll, they'll get that utility trailer, they'll load it up to where you can't see the brake lights on the car in front that's pulling it, or the pickup truck. Right. And it's literally pitch black. I, I actually pulled up to a red light the other day, and there was a vehicle with no lights on, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and this was in, a, in town, you know, 
at a red light and you barely could see him because it was at night. He like blended in with the road. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, there's actually somebody right in front of me. And if I wouldn't have been paying attention, I would have, I would have pegged this guy. So guys and gals, if your truck isn't working, that's what you, you know how important a, a pre-trip is. I'm yeah. serious. No, it is. And I know some of them will probably say, well, the reason I went out at night is because I knew my lights weren't working. Well, Hey, I'd rather you go during the day when people can actually see your vehicle than at night when you can't see your vehicle, when you're just worried about a cop seeing you. They're going to see you more faster with your lights not working than at night than during the day. I wonder why he was pulled over on the side of the road. Was he pulled over because he... Because he knew the brake, the back lights weren't working. He was trying to mess with them, mm. and he took a chance. I'm just all I'm doing is just suggesting. I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying for whatever reason, guys and gals. And I know that a light. Remember, uh, Trooper. What was his name from Indiana? The uh, Sensei. Sensei. What was his name? Do you remember his name? No, nope. <laughs> I can't remember. He's the DOT officer we've had on numerous times, uh, but it's been about two years since he was on Hoover. Trooper Hoover. Yeah. I just know Sensei. Well, what, what, what Trooper Hoover told me, he said, you know, remember he said, listen, guys, I have actually was driving down the interstate several times behind a tractor trailer, and all of a sudden a light goes out. Mm-hmm. He said, obviously, I'm witness to it. So, you know, because you get a trucker that says that must have gone out because I pre-tripped it and it was working before. Yeah, right. A likely story. He said, but I've actually witnessed it. Mm-hmm. So... This, uh, you can get a short in your lights. At one time, lights were a major problem in trucking. Mm-hmm. My grandfather and I were always repairing lights and trying to keep them going on his tractor trailer. Today, lights are a lot more, you know, stable and, and sturdy and tougher, especially with LED systems. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, that pre-trip is so important that your blinkers are working, your four-ways are working, and your brake lights are working, and your light lights are working. That is, you can't... Everything. This is a perfect example, guys. You know how much trouble there's going to come from this? Because they're already saying, witnesses say the lights weren't working. That's already, you know what that says? Somebody's in trouble. Mm-hmm. When, when they start saying that, that means you're in trouble, trucker or trucking company or last company that, you know, where you picked up the trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just did a drop and hook in a yard. And you know how many truckers complain on this show where uh, a tire or a light's out when I pick up the trailer? I'm so sick and tired of picking up in the drop yard and the lights aren't working. Yeah, no, it's true. It happens, but, you know, you have a choice when you go to pick it up. You know, you need to make record of it, and you need to get try and get it fixed as soon as possible. You don't want to go and, and go down the road and have something like this happen to you. Last but not least, let's move on. I got one last story. Carjacker forces trucker to drive after fatally shooting officer goes on crime spree. So here's what this guy does. It's uh, I'll read it, a, a, a little bit of it. It says, a man has been arrested after killing a police officer, holding a trucker against their will, and going on a crime spree in Illinois on Wednesday. Uh, the incident happened on December 29th in Wayne County, Illinois. According to the press release regarding the incident, primarily reports indicate that Deputy Sean Riley of Wayne County Sheriff's Office was dispatched to a motorist to assist on, an inter- on Interstate 64, a short time later, another officer responding to the reports of the officer involved shooting located Deputy Riley deceased on scene with his squad car nowhere to be found. So it sounds like the guy killed the cop and then took his car. Mm-hmm. So then he ends up pulling up in a... a, a, a uh, it says he went, the driver went and he found a trucker 
And it doesn't say how he did it, but obviously either jumped up there with a gun or jumped in his truck and then forced him to go to a gas station. And then he robbed the gas station. Then he took somebody else hostage and took them to their house, had them tied up at the guy's house, and then SWAT busted in, saved the day. This guy's still alive. They didn't kill him, which is rare. I was going to say he's lucky. They didn't kill the guy. He's in, he's, go, he's going for murder one, you know. Oh, but, murder of an officer. But, you know, and that's a sad story. But, you know, the bottom line on this show, what we're concerned about here more than anything is the trucker. And I think the trucker was in his 60s. This, what I, I'm just going to keep this short. This is why I advocate for truckers to carry. I'm serious. Somebody jumps in your truck, and at the least I would have is a good six-inch blade strapped or Velcroed to my gear shifter. I'm sorry, there's not many gear shifters anymore. But on the side of my seat to where I can reach, and I'm going to put it in you. You jump in my truck, you're getting a knife in you. Or guess what? You're getting shot. I'm sorry. That that There was a truck driver um, in West Virginia a couple months ago that defended himself when mm-hmm. a guy tried to come in his truck. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when you open that door to threaten a trucker, you all it's it's like it's like you trying to kick my door in at my house. That's the man's house. Mm-hmm. He's out. In fact, the trucker's in his truck 90% of the time over his own house. Right. They usually go home every couple of weeks. They're home for like two, three days, and then they're out on the road for weeks at a time. That's his house. Not only that, but some of the 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 freight that these drivers are carrying, mm-hmm. they there it is federal. You know, like it's yeah. not your standard freight. It's you know federal freight. You know, I, they I they don't they don't you know like cigarettes or yep. or certain products that they don't make known what they are because of you know. Absolutely, you're the quality right. of of uh, you know the expense of it. So they're not going to post what it is, but there's usually you, they're usually being followed at one point. But Cigar- point is, is cigarette loads, for mm-hmm. example. Point is, is that you know you don't want to you know these drivers know they have to protect their load too, and themselves. So they're going to be, well, you know, on the ball. And if someone's going to come after them in their truck, they're going to be on the ball of protecting everything in that truck. Well, I would say they're they they're not obligated to protect the truck. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying there, but, you know. They're obligated to protect their life, though, for yeah. sure. And, and you get a guy that comes in your truck. And I'll tell you something else. I, I, I Again, I don't know how they, they, he overcame the guy. Maybe he was feeling up and he put a gun in his back to get in the truck. We're going somewhere. I don't know. I would tell you this. Anybody that points a gun at you, you're, you're better off fighting because you might not come back alive. You already killed the cop. I'm just, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm more stunned at? What's that? You know, you know. A while ago, we made, we did a, a report about how a guy was doing a burglary and he jumped in a semi to take off. It's like how fast. If you want to be like, kind of, not known that you're doing something wrong, but yet pick the biggest object that you can get into, they're gonna see you. Yeah, you're you're not being too discreet by right. Getting, I'm gonna getting a big semi truck as a getaway car. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm stuck on that part. You know what? What's well, that's their 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 reason why they're criminals. They're not too bright. But look, the bottom line with it is, you know, I'm just a little advice to truckers, man. I'm not telling you to kill anybody. I'm telling you, if you can carry, carry. That's my advice. That's 100 percent my advice. It's legal to carry, and they're actually working on a a trucker federal carry card right now they are that's okay, great to where they can carry in all states no matter what because they're federal um right now 38 states recognize uh most of your carry permits 
And you should do is go to what Ruth Ann always, you use Legal Heat, right? Legal Heat. Go to LegalHeat.com and check them out. It'll give you the list of states that it carries. A couple other things, Ruth Ann. You know what? When you're pulling out, guess what? You're not going that fast. You can open your door and dive out. Mm-hmm. Odds are the dumb criminal don't know how to drive a tractor trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the bottom line is, okay, anybody ever jumps in your truck or tells you you're going for a ride, fight. You're better off being shot right there. And most likely, they're not going to start shooting in front of people. Okay. So... I'm just saying, protect yourself, guys. It's a dangerous world out there, and truckers are really, even though we're a team, we're all alone out there, you got to do what you got to do, and keep your doors locked. Ruthann, I think that's it for me. Do you have your fun fact? Or what do you got? What do you well, got Well, I was going to ask you first, what do you call an 80-year-old cheerleader? you got a serious look on your face, and you're going to be cracking up laughing here in a second. All right, an 80-year-old cheerleader. An 80-year-old cheerleader. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> no, what, what do you call her? Old Yeller. Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Old Yeller. That's sick. Right I know. You're twisted. All right. What do you got? All right. Fun fact? Well, no. I'm going to do the word of the day first. Word of the day. Corabanta. Corabanta? Tick. Tick. Corabantic. C-O-R-B. C-O-R-Y-B-A-N-T-I-C. What is Corabantic? Corabantic. Corabantic. Um, wild, frenzied. Really? Yeah. The audience at the rally became louder and Corabantic. Really? Mm-hmm. Wild and frenzied. Mm-hmm. Corabantic. Mm-hmm. Guys, you guys can find a, a word for uh, a, a, a situation to use that um, word Guarantee you're in it. trucking. It's very frenzied, and what was the other word? Wild. Yeah, wild and frenzied. Wow. <laughs> you you have something else for us, right then? I do. the The fun fact. The fun fact. Okay, so this says. What does it say? That there are only there's only one place in the U.S. where four states actually meet. There's one place. I bet you I can figure it out. Okay. There's one place where four states meet. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. I literally. I know this one. I, li- I literally know this one. I think um, a lot of drivers are probably saying that right now. Yeah. But think about it. All four parts of that state meet. Not three, because there's tons of three. What, what do you mean all four parts of that state, or all four states meet Right. There's together? Uh, right. Right. And that is, um, now wait a second here. That is, is it? No, it can't be. I was going to say Ohio, Indiana. That's not, no, it's more out west, isn't it? It's, uh, um, it's not Nebraska, Wyoming. <laughs> Just that. There it. goes, there goes right, that. Honestly, truly, I, I really, I'm trying to picture it right now. Oh, wait a second. Is it New Mexico? Is that one of them? One of them. New Mexico, Texas. No. Mm-mm. So it's New Mexico, mm-hmm. Colorado, mm-hmm. Um, Utah, mm-hmm. and Arizona. Yes, very wow. good. It says that it's called wow. the Four Corners Monument, right? It's the only yeah. part where all it, it it's where all four of those states meet, and it's the only place in America where so many states converge, which is especially impressive given that there are sixty-five spots where three states meet. That's pretty cool. Right. Wow. It's also ran by the Navajo Nation 
is the person that maintains this, the group that maintains the site. Right. And uh, meet those of the UT Mountain tribe. You know, it's funny. That actually was for trucking, that fun fact, because yeah, truckers, ch- trucker, let me tell you something. If anybody knows geography, it's a trucker. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I just had to have a couple hints. All right, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.